0: Into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. On today's podcast, I get the opportunity to talk with Tim Scott. Uh, Tim is a good personal friend of mine, he and his family. But Tim's story, I believe, is one that would resonate with other men. Uh, He certainly grew up without a consistent male figure in his life. Uh, Tim has played college football. Uh, He's been in country music as a singer and songwriter. He owns his own business. Uh, He's a father of five children. They homeschool, they volunteer at our church and within communities And they're just active anywhere the Lord leads them And so guys, I think the story you're going to hear today is a story that is not only Tim's story, but it's God's story And along that story, we're going to see uh, that Tim and his family are on a journey uh, to wherever God leads them So uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast, and now it's time for our show right, at this time I want to welcome Tim Scott to the podcast Tim, thanks for being here Hey, my pleasure, man Hey man, every guy has a story And I've got to spend some time with you And and understand some of your story Some are more complicated than others Uh, Your story has struck me as unique in the aspect That it's one that we'd say We step back and go, only God could tell a story like that Could you tell our listeners a little bit About, I don't know, how you got your start If you will Yeah, absolutely I
1: I was born into an adulterous Relationship um, And it's pretty evident my earliest memories were of being shuttled around from one family member to another. Uh, My dad uh, had pretty much told my mom that he didn't want anything to do with us. Um, He was married at the time that my mom got pregnant. And um, my mom, at that time when I was born, and all that went down, she wanted to she was on the road uh she was a rodeo queen a trick rider and she was traveling all over the united states uh performing and uh, you know so really i became an afterthought and she went back on the road and, and of course i got passed from family member to family member until eh, right around the time i was about five and she decided that uh you know the appropriate thing to do was was come home and raise her son mm-hmm.
0: You know, I know. As you grew older, uh, you you didn't really have a consistent or strong uh, father figure in your life. How do you feel that you maybe compensated, or maybe even overcompensated for that? Well, I made a lot of bad decisions and uh, took a
1: lot a lot of wrong roads and uh, had to learn the hard way uh, uh, multiple times. And uh, I think you know traveled a really a sinful road all the way until i was 26 years old you know until i got to a point where um i dated a gal that <clears throat> i was told uh through a friend of a friend had the aids virus and uh, you know at that point uh, i went in and saw the doctor and uh you know, once uh, and then I had to wait. Talk about painful. Hmm. I had to wait about a week to get the results on that deal. So, of course, that's a long week. Any anything you can imagine that goes through your mind. I mean, dying facing that uh, facing that possibility at that point, <clears throat> um, you know, is is pretty tragic. And so, when I did get the news that the the results were negative. Um, I, I literally walked into the Will Rogers theater that day. There was a group of people that prayed before every performance, uh, and then asked, had asked me uh, to join them every single day. I'd walk in the back door for multiple months. And, uh, finally then that, uh, that particular day when I got the results back, and came in the back door. I said, today's the day I'll join you. And I
0: surrendered my life to the Lord, um, uh, that day. Mm. You, you had a dream, uh, you know, and you, I have one of your CDs in my office. As a matter of fact, uh, to be a country music singer, and you even had some songs that uh, did get recognition and stuff. When when did you feel like was a moment or moments where you settled in your mind that maybe God's not calling you to do that? At least not at that time. Well, I think the you
1: know once once Jenny and I got married, and and Maddie was born. You know, I did the the last album was a was a bluegrass album of all music I had you know composed, put together, written. And I you know I just have this vague recollection of just thinking you know I really have to stop chasing this dream. It all failed for the most part. I mean um, there were a few songs off a couple albums that did receive some some play in Europe and but. I remember thinking, you know, I've got to stop being selfish and, and become selfless and, and take care of this
0: family and quit chasing that dream. Was that, was that a hard moment because you invested so much no, energy and time and money? And- because, you know,
1: <clears throat> all the things that, that come flooding back to you in that particular moment, you know, I'd recognize the love of a woman the love of a child and everything I didn't have Mm. growing up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was a pretty easy decision. Okay. You know, based on those things.
0: Well, You gave that up, but you guys have somehow, your family's picked up everything else. uh, As we sit here, someone's trying to call you. I know you're uh, a busy guy. You have a great wife. Uh, You are a homeschool family. You're involved in your church uh, where you attend. You own your own business. You have five children, two dogs, and uh, you're involved in a ton of your kids' activities and stuff. I guess my question is, how do you do it? Like, How do you balance all that? Well, I have to remind myself
1: every day um sometimes multiple times per day to check off one thing at a time and i have to plan um like i told you i you know uh, there are days when i don't get my bible read Mm -hmm. and i don't get my workout in uh unless i unless i get in that get in there before five Mm o'clock Um, you know, cause there's a lot of things that need to be done prior to our meeting at eight o'clock. And if I don't get in there early enough, early enough, I, I don't get those two things done, which, you know, but I have a planner, um, <laughs> multiple ones, actually, uh, my wife has a planner for me, uh, and I have a planner for the business and, uh, I take really good notes and I keep track of things both on paper and on the computer and, uh, and then I prioritize them, um. You know it's, uh, and so you know I put God, I try and put God first, and then my family second, and then the business, third, uh, and and everything else you know follows after that. So you know it's it's just a matter of prioritizing it, and and ultimately um, just getting crossing one thing off at a time, mm-hmm. you know, um, before moving forward. Not trying to do too much at one at one point during the day. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, you own your own business, and uh, you're a car salesman. You work really hard. It's a family business. Um, You're here with us here in Indianapolis on your technically vacation, Mm -hmm. and throughout the day, you have had multiple calls. You've done payroll. You've done. How do you find the? the, Do you find that tough to take the hat off and go? Okay, I'm not Scott Family Motors for a second. I'm going to bowl with my kids, or I'm going to watch this game, or do you feel like you can do that? Or is that is that a gray area?
1: I do. I I think. You know, right now I have a, a crew of men that understand the direction we're trying to row this boat, and so I'm trying to fill them. You know, this this these past two days, Thursday and Friday, really, you know, I'm, it's really a stress test for them. Um, and, and I know they're they're very capable. And we talk a lot about, you know, if something would ever happen to me. Uh, they have to know every single nuance of that business to continue our legacy, to continue moving that thing forward um, because Jenny couldn't do it. You know She can't do it, and the kids can't do it. So they would have to be ultimately responsible, and I think they recognize that, and so this is, you know, as difficult sometimes as it is to answer the questions and train from 500 miles away, you know, ultimately what we're trying to achieve is to give them the autonomy and give myself the autonomy then to, to take two days off and not even have to have the phone on. Mm-hmm. And and that's the goal that we're, we're striving for. But, you know, I, I like being involved. I, I mean, I really do. Um, so I, it doesn't bother me. Um, but again... You know it's uh it's all part of the learning curve and training and uh, preparing them uh to be the very best men uh and businessmen and and having them what i call drinking my kool-aid um moving forward
0: that's a great point before we get to our next question you your your name is on everything every car you sell every you know plate sweatshirt hat whatever um how do you get them to buy into this idea? Because it's Scott Family Motors, or and you've worked so hard from this, from being, uh, you know, again from your upbringing to today, you've worked. There's sweat equity and everything you've done. How do you get your these men that you're influencing? How do you get them to buy into that Scott Family Motors feel that you're trying to communicate? Well, you know, it goes back to putting God first.
1: We we pray every day, Jarrett, um, every meeting since the, since the day I had an employee. We have prayed without exception. We have never missed praying and glorifying God in the morning and asking for His presence in our business, in, in everything we do. And I totally, 100%, give Him the glory. Um, certainly couldn't do it on my own in the way my life started. Um, you know, I, we just we just rely on the Lord and, and put Him first in everything we do. And I think when you do that, um, and, and you involve Him and allow Him to be present and, and open the doors to Him, and not only from an employer standpoint, but also from an employee standpoint, um, you know, you can't lose. And Scripture tells us that. We, we can't lose. Uh, the Lord will fight our battles for us, um, will help us overcome every obstacle that's, Imaginable, and in the car business, mm-hmm. there are a few, <laughs> to say the least, and we've overcome them all. Yeah. Um, but I give all the credit to the Lord for that, because in my humanness, I, I'm not, I'm not equipped without Him to lead these men and uh, and build a business.
0: When people come in contact with your business, because it is so much a part of you your wife and your children. um, What do you hope uh, they experience when they come in contact with you, your brand or your people?
1: Well, I tell people we have a covenant, a covenant relationship. We're a business. We have a business deal and therefore we have a business relationship. And I've told them quite simply, listen, I'd rather go broke than sacrifice great customer service uh exemplary product um and i could go on and on and on but again you know going back to putting god first um you you just can't lose when you allow him to be present and you welcome him in into everything that you do and so for us um the importance, the ease of business, um, having that covenant with a customer that, you know, that we want to last a lifetime, you know, and, and the only way we'll ever continue on. Uh, I'm talking from month to month, uh, from year to year is by having the relate a relationship like that with customers where they know that we care about them and that we want, we want the best for them. Um, and just and just allowing that covenant to to then be fruitful and multiply.
0: And I think people that have come in contact with you and your business realize that obviously cars are going to break down, mm-hmm. you know, and you never they never let you know ahead of time. Usually they're going to break down, but you have gone extra miles, literally, for people uh, to treat them. Though I feel like the way that you'd want your kid or someone yeah. treated at a, a business is that an intentional, you know. Well,
1: as I tell people, you know because I'm human um, don't expect perfection mm-hmm. um you know, and if but I always tell people listen, if I don't get it right, i'm gonna make it right and and sometimes you know, because cars are uh you know mechanical, yeah, there's been times where I'm like. Oh boy. You know, I didn't see that one coming. And uh, you know, things will break and uh and I you know, you get multiple slices of humble pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh it strengthens your resolve, uh certainly. But again, there your your actions when there's a problem dictate what the future's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so I don't necessarily enjoy the part of things when they break. But I know I'm going to be present and I'm going to take care of those people because that's what God has mm-hmm. uh, has blessed me to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly don't want to let Him now because that's the true. way it looked the first... 26 years he could have kicked me in the he could have kicked me in the gutter right, right. And, and deservedly so right you know but so everything I do you know I feel as a is I'm paying him back mm. you know for how good he's been to me mm-hmm. and good
0: how good he's been to us yeah, yeah you know you you know, you're you're raising five kids uh your your wife does a great job but you're you're the spiritual leader of your home and you uh, you're very present. I've been in your home um let's start with your boys. what do you hope that your boys see from your life that they'll take with them that someday they're gonna tell their kids or grandkids about about their dad his work ethic his fatherhood et cetera well
1: the I think you know there's a lot of things, but narrowing it down would be. Just, just the honesty that, that we approach uh, our business with, the transparency. Um, and I don't. If they don't want to be a part of the business, you know, that's just absolutely fine. And it may that may be the Lord's plan. It may end someday. None of them may want to be involved. Um, but if they do, I hope I've been transparent enough and i can equip them well enough to carry it on you know generations i i you know i'd love to think that you know two generations from now 100 years from now right. you know scott family motors will still be right uh, will still be thriving because uh, one of my children will will take it and take the foundation of what i think we've established and continue to build on that mm-hmm. you know we want people to to have uh, uh, again a covenant relationship with us where they can come in and just and know mm-hmm. that not only they're going to buy a good product, but we're going to stand behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Well, this one's a little tougher because uh, I have daughters, you have daughters. Uh, when you think about the man someday that they're going to marry. Uh, When this guy shows up at your house, you get to meet him. What character qualities or work ethic or whatever from yourself do you hope that they find in a future husband? Because he's out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. so Or we need to pray for him, pray for his Mm -hmm. parents. Um, He's got a story too. So what do you hope to see in him that they hopefully would see in you and replicate that?
1: Well, my thoughts on that are I would like... I have this vision in my mind of being able to statistically give them an advantage. Mm -hmm. I want them to come from a Christian family, a strong marital relationship. Um, You know, and and I think that base in itself will give them an advantage. um, An advantage that I didn't necessarily see or have. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got to be godly people, you know, solid godly people. And I want to know them, mm-hmm. you know, long before they get married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to know these people, okay? Absolutely. I want to know that, them well. Right. And, and that is my plan. I, I'm going to know them all well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how that looks exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm going to be present and, again, give them... Uh, Wisdom uh, and impart some wisdom on them that hopefully will help them uh, choose wisely mm-hmm. and uh instead of going through what I went through, you know being able to to really uh, ignite from the from the from the moment they're married and just have a fantastic
0: life so again i know you your story is is really cool really is there something i ask often? the guys this often because i i think about it is there something where you your head hits the pillow at night and and you look up at the ceiling and you say man i can't believe god i got to do that like that mm-hmm. moment like you, we have these moments where we kind of have this you know 30 seconds or less reflection of our life knowing your story and you and there's things that you know uh are the things you go i can't believe god let me do that or experience that when you look back on the number of years you got here.
1: Well, you know that's a great question, and I think a lot of the music I've written, like the song we're doing tomorrow, mm-hmm. I am overwhelmed. I mean, I, I mean that sums it up right there. I, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about how I really have nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. I mean, God is constantly present, constantly nudging me to to grow uh, as, a, as a godly man, raise my children as godly children. My wife is, has sacrificed a, a master's degree in business to homeschool. She runs a co-op for children. She, at this point, is... Probably one of the predominant leaders in our church with the children mm-hmm. um, does all the accounting for the business, all the grocery shopping, <laughs> and you know just really everything. So what I find when I do think about grumbling, mm-hmm. I try and I try and bring myself back from that because I really have nothing to complain about mm-hmm. because God is done a mighty work you know like i said the first 26 years you know if i could erase them off of the face of the planet um i I would Mm -hmm. because really i I call you've heard me tell you that that it was a train wreck Mm -hmm. you know and and boy from that moment of surrender you know i just i think back on that and how everything has god has just piled one good thing after another and there's been obstacles don't get me wrong there's you know I've there's been tough times monetarily and and in things that have happened you know both my parents died and right after Jenny and I got married I mean my dad died the year we after we got married uh, and then we had Maddie and then my mom died the following year and then we had Isaac so you talk about a roller coaster ride mm-hmm. but you know I've really You know, I really am hesitant to to ever complain because God has been so good Mm -hmm. to us and to me, you know, as a sinner, (laughs) you know, sinner saved by grace. I mean, he's I just I give him when my head hits that pillow that my thoughts are, God, I mean, you are amazing (laughs) and you've 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 taken a sinner like me and and extended such amazing grace that I, I just can't it's hard I just find myself I can't complain
0: mm-hmm. how can I complain you know one of the things we talk about in pursuit of manliness is we want to surround ourselves with men who will help us be better men you know we don't have it figured out but um, and for me you're certainly one of those guys you you call me to a higher standard of manhood as far as you, how you handle your, your business how you handle people people are hard I see I've seen you do that your your wife your children things of that nature and the, the point is this I have an advantage because I know you. There's, we're going to have some li- plenty of listeners that have no idea who you are. But one of the things you told me one time as we're driving in a car is life is filled with razor-thin moments. And, I, and there's a post on Pursuit of Manliness about that, that razor-thin moments that decisions could go left or right and they have tremendous impact on our life. And mm-hmm. so if there's a guy listening, and I believe there are, who maybe grew up in a crummy situation, maybe like yours. Like their story is I didn't have a, a dad or I was bounced around from house to house or I – have tremendous regret of my past, or whatever it is. What would you tell that guy if he just can't get out of the way of himself? That this razor thin moment every day. What would you tell that guy?
1: Well, I've told I've told men and women this. Uh, ultimately, you have a choice. Uh, you were formed in God's image, and God knows you, and He loves you. Um, you have a choice, despite your circumstances despite your environment, despite everything around you, ultimately it comes down to your choice to follow Him or to not follow Him. And if you want a life that is... you're going to have obstacles. Don't get me wrong. And there will be tough times. But when God is present... In your life, you cannot lose. Hmm. There's no lose with Jesus Christ, and ultimately, it comes down to your decision. You just have to say, "Listen, I am sick and tired of the way I'm living," and you just get on your knees and you surrender it to Him, And, and it's it's really as simple as that. And just say, "There's no more." I'm not. There's no more living like this. There's no more traveling this road. I'm literally going to repent, and it's literally when you get on your knees. It's a repentance and a, and a turn, a complete turn, a one hundred and eighty turn, and you go a different direction. And then the great thing is, is Jesus is right there with you. Mm-hmm. Then, then He takes that surrender and, and and takes you places that you could never ever dream. That you'd ever go. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you told me that I'd have five children mm-hmm. and this beautiful wife when I was 25 years old, I'd say, "Brother, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You're crazy. They, they're never going to happen." Because look at look at where I come from. Mm-hmm. Look at where I came from. You know what I what I what I saw. You know, and how I was kicked around. It's not possible. And then I sit here today going, point of surrender, and the ascension from there, you know, and I'm sitting here today going, I mean, that's the key. You just have to say, hey, I'm tired of it, I'm sick of it, and Jesus, I surrender, Mm -hmm. help me. Mm -hmm. And and He will. (laughs) He will. He'll give you the most unbelievable unbelievably
0: possible things that uh, that you could ever imagine. Well Tim, I you know, I can't thank you enough for for one, for being my friend, but two, uh, taking time to be on this podcast. I believe, you know, what we're talking about here right now is going to resonate with some guys somewhere, you know, within, uh, you know, the Facebook group we have, we're seeing guys get connected in different ways and all of them have this different story. And I think that's why this is important to hear every man's story, this this journey that you're on. And uh, man, I want to thank you for being on here. And I just believe God is going to use that with some guy's life somewhere else. All right, man, I want to thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. I want to thank Tim Scott for being my guest on the show today. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us with anything that I'm doing with Pursuit of Manliness, uh, email me. Uh, PursueManliness at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on our Facebook page, uh, pursue Manliness, Twitter, and Instagram as well. We also have uh, a closed Facebook group that's really growing. A lot of cool things happening there with other men uh, just reaching out and connecting with one another, uh, just becoming better men together. And that is Facebook.com backslash groups backslash pursuit of manliness. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would go to iTunes, And leave a good review, preferably, Uh, and that would be fantastic. So, guys, thanks for listening, and I hope that you keep pursuing manliness.